Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur Speaks Podcast. My name is Kofi Animedu. Today, I engage a young man in conversation. This young man is doing amazing things in the western region of Ghana, to be precise, Takrade. His name is Peter Kweku Anoui, and he's a co-founder of Colex Ventures. And what they do is they convert what we all consider as waste into shoes. So it promises to be a very interesting and exciting episode. Welcome to this show, Peter. Uh, thank you, Kofi. All right, then. Um, let's get to know about your company, Colic Ventures. Can you please tell us about Colic Ventures and the story behind <laughs> the setup? So, Kofi, uh, thank you very much for, for inviting me to your honorable platform, Entrepreneur Speak. Yeah. Colic Ventures is a social enterprise that owns the Colico Wear brand. And uh, we provide uh, customers with quality and affordable ladies and gents wear. We produce shoes for all and deliver upon our promise. And above all, we use recycled materials like tie, leather, bats, furnitures, and woolly materials in the manufacturing of our shoes because we believe in the protection of our environment through our business philosophy. So basically, that is uh, what Qualico Wear does. Okay, okay. And, and, and what's the set, um, story behind the setup of Colic Ventures? Okay, um, the story behind uh, the setup of Colico Ventures is uh, a group of two people came together. Uh, we are all in Takradi in the western part of Ghana. And we wanted to bring the youth together and try to uh, provide them with skills. And also those who already have skills try to try to nurture them to, to manage a small business so that in a way they can fend for themselves and also provide for their family. So these two people, that's Peter and uh, Aubrey Abois, came together and we, we tried to model something. So we thought about what can we do and what can we, uh, what can we do to bring other people on board. So we're thinking about, we're playing around stuff and later we came to 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 a goal that why don't we do footwear because we know everybody likes footwear and footwear hardly goes bad and the footwear we are going to make too why don't we think about something that will make the footwear more sustainable if i talk about sustainable i mean uh the, the impact that would bring to the environment so we thought about why don't we use these waste clothing because research always say that uh the the, the waste Clothings that we dump into the uh, landfills, when they decay, they, are good, they, they mostly cause harm to the microorganisms within the soil. And all these, we wanted to bridge that gap. We wanted to make sure that the environment is more sustainable so that it can be, it's, it can be a better place for you and I and the next generations to come. Yeah, Coffee, thank you. Okay, that's, that's a very laudable objective. Um, now let's come back to you and get to know you some more. Um, no. Was it always your desire to be an entrepreneur or you tried a couple of other things before settling on going to set up your own business? 
Okay. Uh, one one thing about me is uh, Peter is very adventurous. I'm very adventurous. I like trying stuff. And in school, I, I read banking and finance, and I'm a professional banker. I've been in the banking industry for the past three years right after school. But I had a zeal to, to set up something. My zeal has always, and my zeal and passion has always been bringing people together, recreating something on our own so that we can create a sustainable living for ourselves and also provide for people. So I thought about, I've been thinking about entrepreneurship, but I didn't know how to start. I didn't know where to start. So a time came, I had to leave the banking job, I had to come together with a group of youths so that we can form something on our own so that people too would know what we are about. So that is when my entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurship skill popped up. Okay. All right then. So how long have you been in business and how has the journey been so far? So, so far, this is our sixth year when we started Coleco Wear. And the journey hasn't been easy, but by the grace of God and by grace of our partners and by grace of people like you, we are still striving and we are doing well. Six years hasn't been an easy, an easy year for us, but God being so good, we are still in business, we are still sustainable, and things are going according to plan. Just that we are not there yet, we are still working to get there. Okay. All right. So as, as a growing business, and like any other person, I'm sure you've been faced with a number of challenges. Can you please share some of the challenges you faced in business with us okay uh the first challenge i i face this uh people's uh stereotype ideas about locally made products that is the first challenge i encountered when i when i started or when we started this footwear business people had mentality that people have that mentality most especially people around ghana that anything made in ghana is inferior so it, it was a challenge to us when you do the shoe, we are supposed to, uh, the, the, the kind of request they would, they would demand. Most people want the shoe, but they want to see the shoe, have a feel of the sample before they can later believe in what you are doing. This was a challenge because when they are going to buy shoes from other places, they wouldn't ask the manufacturers to bring samples before they buy. But because they have their mindset that anything made in Ghana is inferior, they, they were a little bit skeptical about patronizing Coleco wear. But as time goes on, or as time went by, they fell in love with what you were doing. That's the first challenge. The second challenge to, uh, was, was our concept. Our concept is reusing waste in manufacturing of footwear. And most people's mentality about waste is anything waste is inferior. Why do I have to to, to, to take my money and go and buy something that was made out of waste. So we needed to, to, to spend much money. We needed to spend much time educating our customers about the importance of patronizing in green shoes. If I say green shoes, recycle shoes. Because if these shoes or these clothing later goes to the landfills, the harm that they would cause into the environment is very deadly. And most people too are not aware of that because, you know, in, in our part of the world, we don't really consider where these products came from and the kind of harm these products are going to cause 
before we patronize it. We just patronize anything. So the moment they heard that this is made out of waste, they thought it was inferior. So they wouldn't spend much money or they wouldn't spend their energy going to patronize these things. And also, uh, another one to dealt with, uh, another, another challenge to face was machinery because Ghana is not notably uh, known to, to, to be a shoe, uh, a shoe manufacturing country. Most of, most of, uh, of, of importers don't even think about importing, uh, machines, uh, shoemaking machines, sorry. Most importers don't spend their energy, don't spend their investments on investing in these shoemaking machines. So when you want to buy these shoemaking machines, you are supposed to buy from outside and this importation duties and all these quotas on it makes it a little bit stressful trying to bring sophisticated machine to, to help you uh, help you manufacture your shoes so that you can match with 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 the international shoemaking elsewhere. All these things are challenges that uh, we 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 are we are facing and we are still facing. But I know as an entrepreneur, we are supposed to we are supposed to see opportunities in every 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 challenge that comes our way. Yeah. Mm, very impressive. Um, so just as you've highlighted your challenges, um, I believe on this journey, you've picked up a, le- a lot of lessons um, from your highs and lows. Can you share some of the lessons you've picked up in business so far with us? Um, some of the lessons I picked up in business is, um, one, I said about customers being skeptical, buying made in Ghana products. So I was like, what can I do? So that my customers will fall in love with our shoes. And I'm very happy. One, when I met you, you were going to, I think you're going to Holland or something. And you bought shoe from me and you took the shoe to the country you went. And we were very impressed. You were very happy. The people they saw, they, they were happy you were in made in Ghana. So that was a thumbs up for Coleco Wear. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to use our factors of production to produce something that is quality. Because most people know made in Ghana goods are inferior. So we shouldn't also talk to their line. We should make a difference. We should make something that will be lasting. So how will we make something that will be lasting? We invested our energy researching to make shoes that can last people. So when you buy and you use it for more than a year, you recommend it for other people and the other people to recommend it from other people. That is how we are growing. So that is... That is uh, the first lesson I learned, engaging customers, taking feedback from customers and adding it to your factors of production and producing something quality, something that they would need. That, that is the first thing. And also about the machinery, I taught it twice. We sat down and we knew that we are just a startup and our, our investments can't bring these, these machines to this country for us to manufacture. So that our first machines we got, we were able to, we, we, we partnered with other uh, international bodies to help us, give us aid to acquire these machines. Because them bringing the machines makes it more easier for us to, 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 to have these machines in our country. So, so these are, these are some, of, some of the things we are doing to, to make ColecoWare sustainable. Okay. All right, then. Um, and, and, and listeners, I am... I, um... Um, I have used his, 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 his shoes for some years now, and I can 
confidently say that his shoes are of quality. They are very durable. They are very, very quality uh, made shoes. Um, I've been using his shoes for quite some time and, and, and it hasn't failed me. So I encourage um, those of you here in Ghana or even outside Ghana to patronize his, 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 his shoes. You will not um, regret it. Um, Peter, let's, let's now look at some of your shoes. I don't know whether you have any with you. Um, can we have a feel or a look of some of your shoes? So just show us some of your shoes and tell us about these shoes. Okay, so uh, can you see this one? Yes, so if okay. you can raise it up just a little bit. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes, uh-huh. so we can see this. Now. No, let it go down a little bit. Let it go down a little bit. Good, good, that's fine. Yes, so tell us about okay. this shoe. This is Colico Signature. We call it Signature. And this signature is made can out of... Can it go up a little bit? It's gone down slightly low. Exactly. So can you raise it up a little bit? Okay. Is it okay? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Yes, it's we fine. Call, we call this Colico Signature. And this signature was made out or is made out of gems. You can see the blue part. The blue part is the normal gems we wear. We cut them into pieces and we made the shoe out of it. We thought that why don't we add a little bit of leather to bring the model or to, to, to enlighten the model up. So we added this piece of brown leather, as you can see. These are all pieces. This could have ended up in landfill. We said, no, why don't we mix this jeans with this leather to make it more innovative, to make it more appealing to customers. And the sole, as you can see here, the, the sole is made out of car tie. Why car tie? You know, car tie is something that is very lasting. It's very hard. Uh, it, 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 it takes time before it wears off. So we were like, okay, we can cut car tie, add little colors and stuff to it to make the shoe appealing. So when you pick this shoe, they are 100% waste, but you wouldn't know that they are waste materials that we use in making the shoe. And one other advantage or competitive advantage we have is most shoes that are sold in the market, they have inside liner being leather. And most of the people that have sweaty feet, when they wear shoes with leather inside liner, they feel uncomfortable, especially when their feet are wet. Here is a case we used woolen, woolen uh, materials. These woolen materials, we get them from uh, the sofa furnitures that are sold outside. That are sold outside. We use it to line the inside of our shoes. That makes it more comfortable for even people with sweaty feet. So most of the time, the competitive advantage we have over our shoe is anybody that wears our shoe talks about it being very comfortable, and we are very proud of it. So this is one model. This is another model that you are seeing. I don't know whether you can see it. Well. Yes, I can see it. I can see it. Yes. Okay. okay. So tell this us about too. this shoe. So tell okay. us this about one. the second one before you go to the sec the third one. Yes. Okay. This one is is full jeans. This one we didn't add any any touch of leather to it. So this one is like the signature, Coleco signature. But this one was okay. made out of raw jeans. Some people don't like more colors, so we just use the blue jeans to make them to make it more appealing. And also, <clears throat> we have our short deserts. So there's our short desert. It's made out of suede. 
and you can see the sole is very colorful. The base is cat-eye, and we added a little material called Mercury to make it more stylish for people who who like who like to 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 who like who like to walk in in style. So you can see this one too. This is how short this is. And also, this is the normal ring my bell loafer that we have it. See? So this is a loafer, and not just a loafer, we added the bell to it to make it more appealing for people. So normally we make our shoes in different materials, different fabrics, different colors, different shades of colors to match anything that you wear. Okay. Coffee. Okay. Yeah, so these very, are samples very, of the very, shoes. Very, very nice shoes. Yes. These are very, very nice shoes. Um, so thank, thank you. you so much for, for showing us some of the products, um, the products you, 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 you manufacture um, in your company. Um, so Peter, you've been in business for quite some time now. Yeah. Tell me, is it difficult starting and maintaining a business in Ghana? What has your experience been so far? Kofi, uh, thank you for this question. As you and I know, the, the, the uh, economic factors in Ghana, the, 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 the kind of challenges that we face in Ghana, it's not very easy. Most of the time, you have to tell it, tell it as it is. It's not very easy starting a company in Ghana, especially for, for young startups, because we don't mostly have, have uh, there's, there's governmental agencies that support young startups. I think maybe if we have, it's now that they are trying to implement it. But gone are the days we never had it. So when you are starting a business in Ghana, it's very difficult in terms of finance, in terms of labor, even getting the right skills to, to employ for them to work for you. It's never easy in Ghana here because most people don't even have the requisite skill you would need to employ for them to, 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 to render um, the services you are you, you are looking for for you, and also, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to outline some of the things that makes it very very difficult to to start a business here in terms of funds. Most of the time, when you go to this uh, financial institution, they require uh, from you some collateral. Imagine a startup, somebody who just maybe came out from school. Let me put it in that way came out from school or came out from apprenticeship training, trying to establish something little on his own. He wouldn't have that kind of funds to, 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 to start up or that kind of collateral that they might, they might require him to provide. All these things are challenges because we don't have institutions that are ready to support startups grow so that when they grow, maybe they will recoup their investment they invested into the business. All these things are challenges that most startups, most entrepreneurs are facing in Ghana here. And, and I think no matter what, if you are an entrepreneur, although there are these challenges, you are supposed to try to think about the opportunities. You are supposed to try and think about what can you do to, 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 to do away with these challenges. Because still you are supposed to create something more innovative. You are supposed, you, your ideas that you have, you are not supposed to let it be inside you. You are supposed to bring it out. So as a, an entrepreneur, what I normally advise people is you are supposed to take advantage of every situation. Try to speak with the right people that they can really help you to, to, to bring your ideas to light. 
Because if you think about only the challenges, you can never do anything and you would never grow. And your ideas would be in you and you die with it. Okay, well well said, well said. Um, so Peter, um, as a growing company, have you received any external support from any organization or institution? Yeah, thank you very much for this question. As I said earlier, uh, when we needed our industrial machine, we had to partner with uh, a bigger institution. So we worked with GCIC, that's Ghana Climate Innovation Center. They are, it's, it's, it's a mentorship hub that they, they incubate green businesses and try to invest and help them grow. So uh, we partnered with GCIC, that's Ghana Climate Innovation Center. And also recently we uh, partnered with uh, another international organization named NPACT. It's a German organization that helped us also trained us and uh, helped us to do so many stuff and also management without borders. So currently we are partner we are partnering with three international organizations that's GCIC management without borders in Germany and impact two in Germany. Hmm. Okay. All right then. Um so a lot of uh listeners and audience are either starting business or desirous of starting business. What would be your advice to somebody who has this strong desire to start business but is scared and afraid to take this journey? What would be your advice to such a person? Um, my advice, uh, what you, I, would, I, would, I would answer this question with your last statement, fear. One thing I know about fear is when fear comes in, you can't do anything. So before, as an entrepreneur, the first thing you are supposed to eliminate is fear. Because when you consider fear, you can't do anything. You might think that, what of if I go and I fail? But as an entrepreneur, you should fail. You should be happy when you even fail. The more you fail, the more you can learn and come back and do better. So the little advice I would give to, to any entrepreneur, any startup is, don't let your ideas die in you. Any idea that you have is very good. Make sure you try to, you try to talk with the right people. Talk with the right people. Build the right network. Be with the people that they have the same like minds with you so that you can share your ideas with them. They give you feedback and you build on it. Don't wait for a bigger capital, don't wait for a bigger investment before you start. You can start from somewhere. If I'll tell you how we started, we started by selling the shoe one after the other to people. So when you bring us your money, we do it, we bring the shoe to you and you were keeping the profit. And out of that profit, we were able to acquire other stuff. You don't need much capital to start a business. Make sure you bring your idea to light. When the idea is, 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 is brought to light, you would meet like thinkers like you to help you grow. Because we equally have people who would like to invest if they see your ideas are feasible. So I would like to tell uh, startups that they should never let fear overcome their ideas. They should bring those ideas up and they never know. They can win bigger than even uh, the bigger companies that are already already in existence. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing this. Um, Peter, we are currently 
um, confronted with this global pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic. And since last year, we've all been trying to get used to this. As a business, has COVID boosted or hindered your, 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 your operations? Share your COVID experience with us. Okay. Uh, I, I would say, okay, let, let, me, let me see how I'm going to... Yeah. Asking COVID, COVID were there and COVID hit us. And seriously, we didn't know what to do. You know, what we do is we produce shoes for people. And because due to the lockdown, people were no longer buying the shoes. Because even if they buy the shoes, where are they going? Everybody was thinking about medicine and food. People were not thinking about fashion. So later, this shoe business started declining. People were not ordering because you are in your house. You are home. You don't have anywhere to go. So why do you buy shoes? But as I said earlier, or as my submission has always been, as an entrepreneur, you should always be ahead of people. Whenever there's challenge, you have to see the challenge and you have to take an advantage to it. So we have a sewing machine because these shoes we sew. We use fabrics to sew. So what do we have to do? We sat, I sat together with my team. And we're trying to plan what can we do. And thumbs up to some of the networks I have. Uh, this guy, Christian Kano, he's a chairman and he's Higo Boss Manager. I always, I always, I always uh, go, he's, he's like a mentor to me. So anytime I need an idea or anytime I'm, I'm, I'm going through some challenges, I try to look up to him. So we sat down together. We had a conference call together with Christian Kano from Higo Boss. And he was like, we have these machines. Why can't why why don't we quickly turn our our factors of production and produce nose masks? Because he knows that right now the need is nose masks. So what we did, the team too was like, okay, cool. We researched into 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 the production of nose masks. And Kofi, I'll tell you that when we started, the government supported us. Many bigger organizations supported us. We're just, we, we just tried, we, we gave all our, our nose masks that we did for free. People supported us from London. People supported us from Holland. People supported us from all kinds of, uh, different world, not even in Ghana. But it's because we're able to think smarter. It's because we're able to think smart. We're able to put the shoes aside and our, our machinery, we turn it to produce something different and that has uh, helped us to be more sustainable. It has kept it kept us in business till now that the COVID is now coming down and we have started producing our shoes back. So as an entrepreneur, any uh, challenges that comes, you have to try to talk to uh, people that can help you think outside the box so that you can bring something better. And that's what we did. And I thank all the people that helped us. That's uh, Smile D Food from Holland. Uh, uh, that's Christophe and the management team from Smiley Food from Holland. I thank Christian and I thank Sandra Jones in London. All these people played very instrumental. When we thought about uh, producing those marks, they helped us financially, they helped us, they motivated us and were able to, to create it. And notwithstanding, my team I worked with, they really gave out their best. And uh, I, I'm, 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 Happy to tell you that we're able to produce no less than 10,000 uh, 10, nose masks. And we, uh, we, we supplied all these nose masks for free. We took some to the prisons. We took some to the BNI. We took some to, 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 
to, to, to, to most of the big cities. And, and at the end, we're able to, ColecoWare was able to support when this pandemic came and we took advantage of this pandemic too. And we are still sustainable. We are still in business. So always we have to see opportunities in every downturn that comes our way. Okay. Very, very impressive. Um, so Peter, tell me what, 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 what really motivates you to do all that you're doing? Where do you draw your inspiration from? Okay. I would say what motivates me to do what I'm doing or to keep me going is I always want to see people happy. I, I will always want to put smile on the faces of people. I'm not that kind of timid person. I'm that outgoing type. I'm full of myself and I want everybody around me to be full of myself. So I'm always motivated. First of all, I'm motivated. So I always make sure that everybody around me is also well motivated. So that keeps me going because the road is not easy. I know that the road I have, I've, I've tilted to is not easy. <clears throat> I could have easily been a banker. I get my salary every month without thinking, without stressing myself. But as young as I am, I'm really stressed because I have, I have to make sure that people are happy. Because if I produce the shoe to you and you're not happy, at the end, I'm not doing you good. So I'm happy to see people wearing Coleco brand. I'm happy to see people patronizing Coleco brand. I'm happy to see that my team I'm working with and my family, we eat together, we play together. People think that I have to be that CEO type, but no. I want to be like the ordinary person. We are always going out. We are always playing. That brings them, that makes them happy. That makes me happy. That keeps me going. Thank you very much, Peter, for sharing this with us today on the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. Um, before we wrap up, before we say goodbye, um, what will be your last words and pieces of advice for our audience? What I'll tell our audience is entrepreneurship, enter, sorry, entrepreneurs speak is in to stay. Let us all share. Let us all contribute. Let us all help this to grow because with entrepreneurship, we can bridge, sorry, with entrepreneurship, we can help bridge the gap between unemployment. You need to be happy. I need to be happy. If you are working, if I'm working, we make the whole world a better place for us. So we should help entrepreneur speak to grow so that together we can listen to advices from uh, entrepreneurs. We can help startup entrepreneurs grow and make the world a better place for you and I so that at the end, we will be doing well. Thank you very much, Kofi. All right, then. So thank you very much, Mr. Peter Kweku Anoui, for sharing your rich experience with us today on the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. We wish you the very best. I, I thank you for hosting me. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So this has been another exciting episode of the Entrepreneur Speaks podcast. I'll come your way next time with another inspiring episode. I remain your host, Kofi Animedu. As always, we are not in normal times. Let's all stay safe and continue to keep hope alive. Cheers. Cheers.